cliffcentral.com Ladies and gentlemen, Anthea Gardner. Hello, Anthea. How are you? Uh, hang on. There we go. Can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear. <laughs> right. I think Mondays are my favorite. I'm never not going to come in here on a Monday. Like, everyone's dancing when my song comes on. Oh. <laughs> it's brilliant. You're our favorite, Anthea Gardner. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, how are we looking at the moment, going I've into December? got some good, awesome, and shocking news. Okay. So, the good news is the market was up about three quarters of a percent yes, uh, last week. Sorry, The rand has completely pulled back. It went below 14 to the dollar I on Friday. That. Hey, how's that? And there I was betting against the, the rand, so you know what's happened to me. Uh, patience, though, hey? because you know what's happening this week. Yeah, that's, right? why, I'm, that's so why I'm holding right week, on. Yeah. Uh, Thursday, we've got the MPC meeting. Lots of uncertainty about that. I think our rates are going to stay unchanged. Um, Lissetia Kanyaho is already saying that he doesn't like the look of inflation. It's higher than the Saab would like it. Eskom are putting through price ridiculously, hikes. Uh, applying for ridiculously high price hikes. Oil, since the last time they met, is 20% higher, and the RAND is 7.5% weaker since the last time the MPC met. Hmm. So I'm going to say you're not far off, and then that's Thursday. And then on Friday, we've got credit rating agencies. Happy days. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a fait complete, right? I mean, what what uh, what reasons are they going to have for not downgrading us to junk status on Friday? I mean, just think about it. And, and think about the credit rating agencies like this, because everybody is very, South Africans are very emotional about credit rating agencies, and they always reject them saying, who cares about them? And I'll tell you who cares about them. The entire investment world cares about them. The credit rating agencies, their job is to give us um, a pragmatic, objective opinion about an economy. Mm-hmm. And if you look at South Africa at the moment, lowest business confidence, weak rand, budget deficit. Massive unemployment. Out, massive unemployment. No growth. Yeah. Politicians really not moving at all towards growth or a growth plan. They really have no idea. Um, SOEs stumbling. Come on. Like, why wouldn't they downgrade? In fact, if they down, don't downgrade us, I might write to them and say, why didn't you? Because it, it's ridiculous. Their, their job is to be objective and to give the investment community a clear picture. Right. Um, and that's it. That, that's all they have to do. So I'm afraid the cards are stacked against us. It, it would be great if they didn't for us, of course, but unlikely. Hmm. Um, just sort of a little segue from credit rating agencies. I saw this morning just before I came in the 15 richest countries in the world. Yeah, do you want to hear that? Fascinating them? list. All right, let's, who wants to do a countdown with Anthea of the 15 richest countries in the world, huh? Oh, Everybody see. in? All right, let's go, Anthea, whenever you're ready. And okay. go. Starting at number 15, Iceland, and mm-hmm. they make $52,150 per, per capita, so that's per person. So in other words, they're not looking at the total, the gross of that country, gross domestic product. What they're looking at is the per capita, per capita wealth Individual. of the country. So in other words, how rich the people in that country are. How much they produce. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to know what South Africa is? That's Iceland's number 57th. 15. I don't know where they are, but I know what their GDP per capita is. What is it? <laughs> $5,273. 
and Iceland's number 15, there are 52,150. So that's 10 times us without even getting over the starting blocks. (laughs) Okay. Thanks, Ben. (laughs) All right. 14. Netherlands, number 14, Netherlands. Number 13. Saudi Arabia. 12, the United States. Okay, only at number 12, huh? Yeah. San Marino, little country in Europe. Yeah, independent protectorate. That's right. Number 10, Hong Kong. Coming in at number 9, Switzerland. Yeah, not surprising. So, so far we've got a lot of oil and gas and, and in this case, banking yeah, which Switzerland. Is absolutely, which is interesting because oil has plummeted from like $150 in 20... When was it? 2008? Yeah. 2007, somewhere around there, to now, what, $60 a barrel? So And still, they're in the richest. Number eight, United Arab Emirates. Number hmm. seven, Kuwait. Called it on the oil. Yep. Number six, Norway. Mm-hmm. Number five, and this is the one that really intrigues me, is Ireland. Seventy-two thousand six hundred and thirty GDP dollars GDP per capita. And you know why it intrigues me is because, do you remember post the GFC in two thousand and ten or two thousand and eleven, Ireland got downgraded to junk status. That's right. So they got to junk and they managed to get back out. Now they're at number five. I know. That's incredible. I, I think that's amazing. I'm not sure what it is about Ireland that makes them so rich or so productive. Mm-hmm. Number four, Brunei. It is Brunei, not Brunei, right? <laughs> number three, Singapore. Number two, Luxembourg. And number one, Qatar at $124,930. Qatar. Qatar. Here you go. So we're like, what did, what did Ben say? 177. Something. <laughs> All right, we've got someone on the line before we carry on. Yes, good morning. Good morning, how are you? Good, who's this? Good, this is Don from Zimpenjay. Hey man, what's uh, what's up with you this morning? What do you need to know? Ah, uh, no man, I'm cool, everything is okay. I had a question for Anthea, I was wondering if I could speak to her. Sure, hang on, let me put you on hold and then I'll put you through to Anthea, alright? Just hang all on right. a second, okay, hang on. Oh, hang on, <clears throat> let me just connect you. Hi Don, how are you? Hi, Anthea. I'm good, and you? I'm all right, thanks. How can I help? Um, my question is a bit unrelated. I just wanted to find out. Um, what do you think about the current trend of uh, retail currency trading, all these flower-night traders in South Africa? Also, what are the tax implications for these guys? Ask me that again. Retail? Retail currency traders. Currency traders, as in individuals who are trading yeah. Bitcoin, basically. That's what you're saying. Oh, yes, either that or, or you're currency. talking foreign currency. Yeah. Oh, I'm very nervous of them. So I think trading currency is interesting um, and very vo- it's a vo- very volatile asset class. So it's all over the place. And day traders can make a lot of money, but you really have to be at your screen and know it every single day, every single minute that the currency market is open. You'd best be sat at your trading screen trading. The problem with what you – I think you're referring to the currency um, programs that they're offering these days where – um, guys come up to you and say, we've got this brilliant program. You can make so much money just trading currency. I, I don't believe those, not for a minute. There is not a single system that I have seen that can beat the market consistently. Okay, because I'm asking because um, that currency guy that normally comes in for Gout Show. Oh, uh, uh, run, when we're talking about Bitcoin, yeah. He's talking about yes, crypt- yes, cryptocurrencies yes. in particular, yeah. Yeah, I've been checking out his YouTube channel and... Um, he's bringing on a couple of interesting guys, guys that speak about the ethical theory and stuff like that. 
I just wanted to find out about the amplitude. Yeah, no, those are fine. I don't mind those. So those are the technicals, you know, when they talk about moving momentums and Elliott waves and all that. Mm. That's all technical, not based on fundamentals at all. So not based on the GDP of the country or anything like that. And and they're they're the guys I'm talking about who sit at their screens all day long trading currency. What I'm nervous oh. about are the guys who are selling the packages, telling you that it's foolproof. It's absolutely not. Mm. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, Good man. luck with your Thank trading. You much, Pleasure. Cool, man. Sorry? Thanks, Don. All right, bye. Cool. Okay. Well, there's an interesting point of view, uh, or rather, question about a point of view. Um, so, Anthea, let's get back to to uh, what you said was good news. You said there was some awesome news, and then you said there was terrible news. Okay. So we did the good. Yeah. Uh, our market was up. Naspers is now a three thousand eight hundred and forty-five rand share. <laughs> Are we nervous yet? Well. When do you jump out with this? I tell you what, it's on a price earnings ratio of 127 times. I've never been invested in a share that is on that PE in my entire life. I am so nervous. But I'll tell you why it's 3,800 Rand share at the moment. Tencent reported their Q3 results. Exceptional growth. I mean, just ridiculous. Revenue was up 61% to $2.7 billion. Wow. I know, like everything performed. Gaming was up 57%. I'm talking about revenues now. Digital content, online advertising up about 48 to 51%. Online advertising and their cloud services up 143%. They more than doubled it in the third quarter. I mean, this is just wow. incredible. They've basically doubled their market cap this year. Gee. And here's the thing. Naspers' market cap is now 1.6 trillion rand. In fact, Naspers alone, as it, as it is there, the 1.6 trillion rand, is worth less than its stake in Tencent. So in other words, if we keep on like this, it still has more to go if Tencent carries on like this. And I believe analysts are saying that Tencent still has a way to go before it comes off. I mean, it's really worrying. On, on, I think it was Thursday, we were looking at the market, and basically Naspers made up 70% of the market's gain. <laughs> How are you supposed to manage money if one share basically is the stock market? There are a lot of calls at the moment to spin the 10 cent share out of Naspers or to unbundle it as we call it so that you can create more value in this 10 cent holding and then Naspers will be responsible for driving its own share price and I think you will um, create value by unbundling it but I don't think the Naspers guys are ready to do that just yet no hell no they'd be stupid to right yeah okay so uh, what news is that that's fantastic news. I mean, 3,840. Right. Are we braced for the bad? Shocking news. Consolidated yeah. infrastructure in one day this last week was down 60%. What? They put out their third trading statement in as many months, basically. All right. Consolidated infrastructure. Tell me about these people. So these guys um, have oil and infrastructure products, products. Project and construction. Con- oh my goodness, construction. <laughs> that thing. Sorry. Right. Yeah, we know what you mean. <laughs> construction right. in South Africa, right? On the 31st of August, they put out their first statement saying that headline earnings per share would be down between 25 and 35 percent. On the 8th of November, they put out their second trading statement that headline earnings per share would be down between 50 and 55 percent. Mm-hmm. Then on the f- saying that they were going to release results on the 15th of November. Then on the 14th of November. 
they put out their third trading statement saying that headline earnings per share would be down at least 55%. In other words, they don't know how bad it's going to be. And this is a share that has gone from 24 Rand earlier this year to 3 Rand 30 on Friday. Wow. How shocking. I mean, that is just, that's a shocker. Anyway, so we haven't seen the results yet, or at least I haven't seen the results yet. I don't think there are, but that, that is just horrific. Shocking. Shocking. Revolting. Very bad. I mean, you just do. And they, the worst is that they, if you go on Twitter, like there were guys that were buying as the share came off. And they were saying, oh, opportunity to buy, opportunity to buy. And then last week, they were just like, no, let's dump this. All right. Well, um, I'm just looking at things that have happened in my, my tiny little virtual portfolio that I've been doing with this overseas stuff. And PayPal's been fantastic. Oh, yes. I mean, PayPal's been really good. Uh, Disney's been terrific. Yes, they also put out results, a decent set of results. And, of course, don't forget, they've got Star Wars coming up. Yes, so everyone's banking that's going to be that. a good one. They always do that, right? December's mm-hmm. always a good month for them. And then I've got to say, Bitcoin and Ethereum are looking good. Yeah, but yeah. you know I don't comment on that. I know. Because <laughs> they're just – I don't understand them, and I don't know what's driving it. And that's, that's my the problem. That's fun, Anthea. You have to understand everything. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a great a way. finance geek. <laughs> who's going who's to invest with Ben? Yeah, go with Ben. How's your virtual portfolio doing, Ben? Uh, it's sort of um, plateaued a bit because the rand has fought back, but it's going to get to 16. There's no doubt about it. So I'm still – my virtual portfolio is really good. Are you calling the rand 16? It will get to 16, sure. Ooh, well, in that case, stay long reefrant, stay long British American tobacco, That's stay right long great. <laughs> okay. Wow. Uh, I, I, t- I turned 100,000 virtual money into 140,000 in a month. Wow. That's pretty impressive. If only it was Thanks. real, huh? I know. If, if only I had 100,000 US, US dollars. dollars yeah. Hey, 40%, no matter what you make it on, is good. Solid, yeah. yeah, yeah I listen to a lot of things, yeah. Brilliant. All right, Anthea, anything else you want to throw in? No, I think we're out of time. A couple of other companies reported, but um, uh, probably the most important one of that was Vodacom, right? Mm-hmm. Not great. Revenue up 4.5%. The share was down, but that's because they cut their dividend. Basically, they're saying government really need to step up on the Spectrum program. They're, it's keeping high expenditure costs because of this, keeping expenditure high because of this like lack of Spectrum. And they said that they'd reduced out-of-bundle prices by 50%. Did anyone else notice that? No. Hmm, that's what they said. There you go. And, of course, Telcom. That's just talking about uh, Telcom shares. Our Telcom is down 29% in the last year because you know government are going to, saying that they're going to sell their stake in telecom to fund the SOEs such as SAA. Yeah, which is ridiculously dumb. But uh, yep. take your pick when it comes to the, the government in the last couple of months making dumb decisions. There you go. Uh, another one of them, just one of them. All right, guys. Thanks very much. Thank you, Anthea. There we go. There's a, there's a nice look at what you can expect this week. Cliffcentral.com.